Show, episode number 428. My name is John Morgan, and man, do I love the Pacific Northwest. Man, I look outside, <laughs> 75 degrees, little cloudy sky, slight drizzle coming down. Man, do I love the Pacific Northwest, except I'm not in the Pacific Northwest. I was supposed to be in Vancouver. Instead, cold coffee is with me. We are here at the beautiful Casa de Cold Coffee, and I will say, all those things I said about the Pacific Northwest are happening in Las Vegas right now. It is <laughs> yes, 75 it is. degrees, a little cloudy, slight drizzle, uh, but my plans to go to Vancouver were changed at the last minute. You know, it's funny. I was doing the, the geography in my head, and you said Northwest, and I started immediately for some reason thinking Boston. I was going to ask you about <laughs> clam chowder, and I was like, wait, no, that's not <laughs> that even in the definitely right not the Northwest. <laughs> that is the Pacific Northeast, uh, or, or that would be the Atlantic Northeast. Yeah. There is no Pacific Anyway. Oh, isn't there? No. Terrible. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, in, in a, a wild development, uh, you know, we – our, our our travel department is it's a it's a big department a lot yeah. of people over there in the travel department and somehow the wires just got crossed in there a little bit and you know these things happen I mean when you're dealing with a staff the size yep, of the staff yep, that we've yep. got sometimes wires get crossed and hotel reservations don't get made and you know it was funny it was Sunday afternoon and I was starting to line out my plans for the week and I was all right I got my flight yeah okay checking my calendar and I'm like. I never got a hotel confirmation now that I think about it. And so I, uh, I reached out to the, to the large travel staff, and I was like, hey. You got passed through a few people before you, know, you finally got I to I was somebody. on hold for a little bit, yeah, got one yeah, of the callbacks, yeah. got a hold. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, my hotel reservations were never made. And so then when I went to go look at it, like everything was either sold out or incredibly expensive. Yeah, and at that point, it was just like. I hear it's really, really bad. Super expensive. It wasn't going to be cheap to begin with. But yeah. it, was like, it, was, it was right on that borderline of like, ah, it's pretty expensive. And then a couple of days out, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not spending this kind of money yeah. on a hotel. It's just not worth it." That's the kind of thing where if you book it that close, you're just you're going to screw yourself for the rest of the year. At least at some point, you know, you're going to like, "Are these where you want the dollars to go?" Right. You know, nothing. Wish, nothing wish I had a this few card. extra bucks on the side for something that came up, and I'm like, I, you know, yeah. but I pulled the trigger on that last second. Yeah. Uh, I know that Jose Young, uh, I know that he was looking at some different stuff, and I think he ended up getting an a Airbnb, mm-hmm. which I was thinking, I was like, dude, I haven't done an Airbnb in a while. Yep. You know, because just some of the hotels are closer. Now that I've been become like a little Hilton whore, you know, <laughs> trying to get like Hilton points <laughs> once I got to like the diamond status or whatever. I'm just like, Hilton, Hilton, Hilton. Uh, he was telling me like even those were like crazy priced out or something. So he's back at the Airbnb. And it just made me think. I was like, dude, when was the last time I've done an Airbnb? It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. And those are always more pr- – I actually thought about that too as I was looking for Vancouver initially to see if like maybe somebody wanted to pair up on an yeah. Airbnb. Because I think Airbnbs are actually kind of fun when you have like more than one person. And so you're like – Yeah, it can be. You know, depending on the property. I'm not saying if you're trying to slim into something small. But I mean, you don't of- want to have somebody that's going to lock you out in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> fall asleep, you know, and lock you out. And then you're either, you know, have to try to get back in. Who would do that? Somebody that would like <laughs> – Wear earplugs while they sleep, but lock the front door so that you can't get back in. Knowing that nobody has a deadbolt, <laughs> nobody has a key to the deadbolt. Oh my gosh, yeah. I had totally forgotten about that. Oh, I can never forget about we, it. We, we, we will leave the names to yeah. those that remember the time, but uh, there was almost some homicides being committed yeah. at one point on an individual killing co- junkie trip. Killing co-workers. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, yeah, I am going to ride out the week in Las Vegas here for USC 289 Fight Week. Honestly, 
Not the worst, you know me. My kid's out of school right now. He doesn't have any uh, summer camps or anything like that. He's got a lot of lot of activities over the summer. This is a week where he didn't have anything going on, so uh, we'll we'll hang out and it just gives me a little bit of extra time at home before uh, the schedule does get kind of nutty with CFSC yeah. travel and Fight League Atlantic travel and all that. So it wasn't the worst uh, development, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you guys still do the gaming? You guys uh, for a while there. You guys were doing the uh, what's that game? Uh, Fortnite. You yeah, played yeah, any Fortnite yeah. lately? It's been a little bit. We don't play yeah. that much, especially during school. We didn't get to play that much. We're playing a little bit more. He's, yeah. you know. Has he moved on? Because I know a lot of times that the games, especially when he has other sports and stuff, like, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the desire to keep going back on the games and then, you know, kind of wears off a he little bit. He still likes the game a little bit. He's playing some uh, of the new Zelda game that came out on the oh, Switch. I've heard about that. Yeah. I haven't played it I can't yet. remember what it's called. I think Breath of Time was the last one, maybe. I can't remember what this one was called. I can't remember. I saw, playing, I saw a commercial for it. It looked pretty good. Yeah, he likes that. He's yeah. playing that on the Switch. He'll, he'll play. Uh, He'll play Fortnite just with me, basically. Like, oh, that's be, good. You know, something we can oh, it's like together. your thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like your guy's it's thing. It's a cool thing. We'll get yeah, together and cool. play duos, jump on the same team, and then I get pissed off at him. I'm like, what are you wandering around? Don't yeah. leave me. Like, he's got to cover me. Let's be yeah. honest with you, man. And then, he's, and then he's probably like, get your shit together, John. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, I can't build. Like, I, I, I can. That shit's I, hard. Bro, I can, I, can, I can explore the map, and I can shoot pretty well, and yeah. I, can, I can do all that. But as far as, like, once you start getting into those build battles where people, I, yeah. I'm, I'm I can out. build literally four walls. So that's yeah, about yeah. it. You build, 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 and then somebody usually shoots it by that time, and then you're like, oh. I'm out. Yeah, at that point, I'm out. So yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> squeeze in a little bit of that this, uh, this week. He's doing a lot of jujitsu doing a lot of soccer so uh not trying to keep him off the videos but zelda's his thing right now so That's anyway cool. end up with the extra we get home uh usc 289 listen it's you know it's interesting because this week is actually a very very busy week in terms of the mma schedule i mean you got pfl returning um and that'll be on thursday night you got one championship which will have two cards uh because obviously they're doing that one weekly series every friday morning and then they'll do um the fight night at night they're on prime video this friday night um, although the featured matchups in that one um, are title fights, but they're they're uh, kickboxing or excuse me Muay Thai and uh, submission grappling, so it's not MMA actually in their featured fights. And then you got USC 289, which is a pay per view, and and this is one where I guess I'll just have to say I feel for the fans on this one because this is a tough one, right? Like I look at this card. And I'm excited about it, to be honest. There's some matchups on here that I think are going to be exciting. The top two fights, of course, are big time. But here's the thing, is that you and I, because we work in this industry, don't have to pay for the pay-per-views out of pocket, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I always say that I'm like a bad judge of – because, I, I mean, I, I have to pay for it and I get paid back for it. So it's like it never really comes out of my budget. So yeah. like, I can see, like, as, as, as I'm not going to knock the car because I'm excited about this – but if I had to pay the eighty bucks, I could see why I might be a little bit, little bit frustrated. Especially knowing, dude, you might want to save that money. You know, when you got two pay per views next month, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, yeah, by the end of the year, so yeah, there's what two. There's just so many. There's just literally so many pay per views. It's just unreal. And that's not counting other sports that you might want to actually pay into. You know, right. say if there's a boxing or something. Yeah, I mean, no, no offense to the the ladies at the top of the card, and or even the co-main. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of screaming heat out of either of these battles where you're just like, oh, man, I just can't wait to see Fight Week. You right. know, there's just going to be so much shit talk. You're like, this is going to be like the most polite oh. Fight Week of it all. I mean, you never know. Stuff can be surprised when they finally get in touch. Like, uh, I can't remember. I assume there's a, pr a presser that's going to be going on tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, and then they're going to face them off. So maybe there'll be a little bit of heat between. But, but for the most part, they're going to be so 
just calm and cool. Agreed. I mean, like, Charles isn't going to say anything, and it's not like he understands anything that Benil is going to be saying in the, in the moment anyways. And Benil doesn't talk trash. No. I don't see, you know, Irene going in there and saying anything about Amanda. Nothing, like, there, the on-sale press conference was nothing yeah, but respect. Yeah, it was respect. just pure respect. And, I mean, you get down the line, maybe Landwehr will get into Ige's face and say a little something. Um, but, but Ige's too much of a pro to really buy into that. He's not going to buy into it. Curtis, maybe Chris Curtis will, you know, but, but you know. But he won't be at the press conference. Oh, that's true. It's only main so, card at the yeah, press conference. It's, so it's going to be it's, – It's just kind of a flat build-up, right? <laughs> I mean, this is – I don't think you don't want to watch it. You want to watch it. It's There's just some good fights to on ask it. me if I had the, the 80 bucks out of my pocket, I might be a little bit stressed. And I, I think that's a This could have been fair. a really great ESPN card. Phenomenal ESPN card. You know, because, I mean, it's it's better – obviously, when there's a, a title fight, you can't just put that as like a regular fight night. That's just like, oh, what are we doing here? Right. You know, but a nice, solid ESPN or ABC, ABC. card, you know, something great, where they're trying to do something like network. that television card. That would have been A title perfect. fight, a yep. number one contender fight, EA Landwehr, which yep. is going to be crazy. You know, you got uh, Milan Fugit could be good. I mean, yes, you're right. That ABC or ESPN would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. But, yeah, I mean, this is – this is tough, and I would hate to say like, okay, this is that one you want to skip because there's going to be great fights on oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, when your budget spread pretty thin, and I had to pick between this and say like UFC 290 or something, 290 is going to get my money. It's you funny. Know? I was doing a weigh-in stream the other day, and um, I was, somebody had the question in the chat like, which card is better, 290 or 291? And you put those cards next to each other. That's a good card. They're so damn good. Like good it's cards. hard to pick which one's good. So yeah. it's just the reality is if I'm thinking, man, I got to buy two pay-per-views next next month, like, ah, maybe I'm not going to buy this one. So I think yeah. this one's going to be a struggle sales-wise for the UFC, but there's still some very um, <coughs> intriguing matchups. And like I said, it's a busy week for MMA, even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it because it's not the most massive week, so to speak, of it. But And uh, again, this, this was also like, hey, Canada, we didn't forget you. Right. You know, this is for the Can- Canadians. You know, the Canadians. <laughs> the Canadians. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, Canada's been like chomping at the bit like, hey, when are you going to come back? When yep. are you going to give us a little something? So you know it's going to be sold out. They're going to be having a great time. Sure. The city's going to absolutely love it. But in terms of, you know, is this one of the ones where, you know, they're going to be like, oh, you know, our numbers did crazy. But let's remember, you know, like, the UFC's already got their money for this. They don't care. They don't They're really good. care. ESPN and not the and I hate when people say that because it makes it sound like they don't care in terms of like ah yeah. whatever we'll put they trust me they don't feel like, you know yeah. Sean and Mick and Dana and Hunter like those guys they're yeah. not sitting in the war room going just put whatever we're good yeah but they don't have to be like oh my god we're dead in this like we're gonna take like a are bath we gonna make our this. money yeah I mean because always even with just the ticket sales if they make their ticket sales and they they sell it like what they know and they make their gate they're gonna get their money for the production their their production is gonna yeah, be that's there. usually how they have it budget the, the gate should take care of all the salaries now remind me didn't something change in Canadia? <laughs> Canadia? Canadia? I'm just kidding. Uh, didn't something changing in Canada when it came to pay-per-view? Aren't they pay- isn't this a pay-per-view now? Didn't, did, did they change the way the ESPN oh. works in Canada? Are they paying for this now? That's a good question. So if that's the case. I know case, they pay for some events. I, know, I don't know if they pay for all events. But I just wonder if, if this is where they're going to – it doesn't matter how well it does here because if they're able to bring in extra money coming from Canada. And that's if, in fact, it is. I just remember that there were some things changing with the, that's a good the way that they're – because I know there. they do that like where some events, like when Connor fights, that becomes a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like that, they'll oh, make yeah, that a pay-per-view they, they in whatever market. Or whatever. Exactly. So I know they do like in Australia, they make that a pay-per-view card. So they may have. Um, yeah, I don't think this one is going to do phenomenal financially. But look, yeah. they, they but know it's going to be a good. It's going to be a fun card. It's going mean, to be a good card. It's going to be a card. So let's talk about the main event because Amanda Nunes versus Arena Aldana. You said it. All respect coming in. Um, I am. I will be honest with you. I am intrigued by this fight because for, for many reasons and. 
Irene Aldana, number one, she's just fun to watch fight. I mean, we've, we've talked about her style for years now, about how entertaining she can be. Her boxing is as good as anybody in the game, man. Her footwork, you know, sits behind the jab, makes it exciting. And to me, the possibility of a stand-up fight with Amanda Nunes with somebody that can actually box the way Irene Aldana can, that's potentially exciting. Now, when you look at Amanda Nunes, you certainly think – She's got the power edge, right? Like, she comes in just dropping bombs. So even if somebody's moving well, you know, pumping out the jab a little bit, Amanda can still just run forward and throw those big bombs. And, and Amanda Nunes, you know, look, I, I say greatest of all time. I think second at worst. I mean, the, the, the worst you can say is that Chris Cyborg is the greatest of all time because she's been dominant over a much longer period of time. But they had a head-to-head meeting, and Amanda Nunes won. So I think she's the greatest of all time. So... She's the favorite, deservedly so. But when I look at this stylistically, I look at Irene Aldana as somebody that can make it interesting, that can make it fun, that has the crisp boxing, and then you start adding in all the intangibles too, right? Amanda Nunes had the loss against Juliana Pena, admitted she was kind of contemplating retirement, but she wasn't going to go into retirement and let Juliana walk off with her belt. She was fired up. Juliana, of course, likes to stir the pot a little bit. She likes to talk some trash. Amanda didn't want to let that happen. So Amanda you know, comes back, dominates that picks up her belt back. This was going to be the trilogy fight. It changes when Pena has to come out. Now, on the one hand, Nunes has said, hey, I actually like this better because I don't have, it's not as heavy of a prep. I, you know, I'm not, it's not as dark. You know, I'm not having to deal with all this trash talk. When they had the on-sale press conference, it was super respectful. They're like, hey, we're just two fighters. They're going to have fun. We're going to put on a show for the fans. But maybe that's good or maybe it's not for Amanda Nunes because I don't know how much longer she wants to fight She's kind of mentioned it. You know, she's got a lot of money in the bank. She has nothing else to prove. How much longer does she want to keep doing this? And so maybe she needed that motivation of a Juliana Pena to kind of piss her off a little bit, enough to really drive her to be focused. And then you look at all the things surrounding Aldana too, right? The rise of Mexico right now. Yeah. Brandon Moreno, Yair Rodriguez. And then even closer to home, Alexa Grasso, who not only did Alexa Grasso become champion, but Alexa Grasso knocked off Another one of the goats, you know, in Valentina Shevchenko. So here's the woman that you've trained with for years. You've been side to side on the mats with, and you see her pull off this shocking upset over a goat of her division. And now maybe it doesn't look so hard for you. That mountain doesn't seem so high to climb where you're like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm trying to convince myself I can do this. No, I saw my teammate just do it. So I'm picking Amanda Nunes in this. I don't know how you ever pick against Amanda Nunes, but – I do believe that Irina Aldana can make this a very interesting fight. Yeah, and I mean, Aldana, I mean, you got to love – I mean, even when you talk about how with she, I agree with the part that the heat that happened to have that Juliana brought definitely put that fire. Right. You know, but plus, too, Amanda came in there and she was sick. You know, we didn't really know about all that stuff. We just thought that she was off that first right. night. So I think there was a part of her that wanted to prove, like, hey, this is what I can do when I'm fully there. But also, Juliana talked a lot of trash to her and I think did – Boil her her blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was ever a person to lose it to, if there is that thought of like, hey, I'm about to be done or whatever, and I'm looking elsewhere, why not hand it off to somebody that's somebody like Aldana, mm-hmm. who says all the right things, who has a co- a country behind her. Um, I don't see anything that Amanda thinks about her that is anything bad. I think it'd be it'd be a nice handoff. I think it'd be a nice moment after the fact. I don't think she's ready to walk away, but again, we've been waiting for this eventual final fight for yeah. a long time with her and do i think that she wants to go out on a winner 
I do. I don't think she's going to try to go in there and half-ass, but even if she did uh, win, I think there's still any possibility that she could hang it up after it anyways. Yeah. You know? Um, she got the second kid on the way. Yeah. You know, she's loving that family life. What if she does the whole, like, a, you know, this is just being silly, uh, wins the belt, and at the very end you say, thank you so much, this has meant so much, you know, guys, and I'm going to take this belt home, but, hey, at the same time, I'm going to lay this belt down. I'm walking away after this sport, you know, and then immediately they could just take Aldana and just book her again for a rematch, maybe with you, or an Aldana uh, Pena Okay, match now there's no like way that. she's thought it through this much. Yeah. But can you imagine? <laughs> you're so right. Can you imagine that, hey, thank you so much. And you know, you everybody's got the, you know, the take the gloves off and you yeah. lay the gloves down. She lays down two belts in the center <laughs> of the cage, right? Lays two belts down in the center of the cage, lays the gloves down alongside of them. You know, poses behind I'm it. Going, I'm going to be with my family. Oh, man. You know, you something imagine? along those lines. Oh. I mean, it's going to – I mean, what better to do it on a on a win as opposed right. to, you know, taking a loss and then right. finally doing it, you know. I mean, that's just – it's being silly or whatever. But, but, but you want – I mean, but, I mean there's – eventually it's, it's going to happen. And, 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 then you, and then you just wonder – and I do wonder, like, you know, she's got that, that private gym that she has set up now, you know, I think Lioness Studio, she calls it. Yeah. Which it, it's, it's cool because she does talk. She's like, I'm in a happy environment. Like, it's just us. It's just my friends and family. Now, she's bringing in coaches, and she's bringing – it's not like she's just, oh, I just go in and skip some rope, and we're good to go. Like, no, she's bringing in coaches, and she does talk about, man, I just love the environment. Like, it's all about me and my friends, and, you know, my kid gets to run around. And now it's not your kid's running around ATT, and everybody's like, hey, cute, but, you know, we're trying to hold practice here. Like, oh, we're going to be nice to you because you're the champ, but – the hell are you doing with your kid here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, it's a it's a family. Now it's a family gym. But you yeah. do always. I always wonder when people take that route. You know, sometimes but we see what happened. You I need mean, somebody pushing yeah. you. Sometimes we you saw need, what happened you know? with Tony. Tony, yes. Tony was great where it worked. It worked until it didn't work. Right. You know, and then it was a point where he even said, you know, like I was glad to bring some people back in to help shape things. I mean, like, nobody ever questioned his work ethic. It's just there's times to stay focused and yeah. there's times to push it. You know, you might tend to, oh, I want to go this way. My body's feeling like this. I, I'm going to go this way. And they might be like, hey, that's that's not what we really need to do. It's been a while since we've done this. Let's go back here. All right, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I can make this work. Especially these days. You know? We're talking about, like, high-level science now. Yes. It's, no, it's no longer just like, yep. nah, man, you should work on your kicking today or and whatever. Especially if the, and especially if these are the people that are watching the film. If you're a fighter that doesn't watch film and doesn't get too caught up, I mean, I think it's a slippery slope watching film anyways. You know what I mean? You want to watch, you want to have familiarity, but you don't want to let that be the only – uh, blueprint of what you think right. the other person is going to do. But let your coaches. Yeah, and what if they don't do it? So it's better to let your coaches sort of scope that out, look at it, make sure you're prepared for it, but let them pivot to the different plans that they've had set up. Let them sit hours and hours pouring over footage and doing the other stuff. But you need those people to kind of be able to hand that off to. So. Um, I think having a home gym is great. I love having my little gym in the garage. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're clearly at a world championship <laughs> level right now. I mean, you basically you know, able to. The other day at the Apex, they were like, we're a little full. Can we come over? And I was like, guys, I know I live close, but come on. We got to keep a little, you got to keep this, a wall between this us. This is my space. This is my this space. Is my <laughs> but there's times I still need to go down to like the real gym, you know, where there's real stuff going right. on. There's real equipment and other stuff. But I think it's awesome that she has it. And before I forget, you know, I don't know what I was thinking in my head. I reached out to our boy uh, Bon and up in Canada, and I asked him. I was like, "Dude, did something change with the pay-per-views?" And he says, "No, it's always been this way. They're paying the full 80. Uh, U.S., Canada, Australia. I guess always get fucked with the the, the full fees as <laughs> as well." I thought for some reason Canada had like a deal where they didn't have to I pay did, the same. I did too, but you know what? You're uh, yeah. Now that I think about it, I think now we're thinking. I know about, Brazil and stuff. Now, I think Brazil now we're thinking and, about like like Europe, like BT Sport. 
Right. BT Sport will go pay per view when it's Conor McGregor. Okay. So, yeah. So, so I guess can it's I guess always, always so been. Always yeah. Been so I guess that's that's money as well. So on some of these pay per views. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, we have to. We get charged the full yeah. fee. You know? Well, it's funny because he said we get fooked. <laughs> we get fooked with the full fee. Um, so yeah, I don't. So I guess there it is that too. You know, so my, maybe it doesn't great great in the state, but you're getting two whole countries that are going to be looking at it. But I think it, it, when it boils down to it, they don't really care. They just want to see a good turnout because at the end of the night, if Dana can say that they sold out the venue and that they maybe if they maybe took the gate to a new level, that's it. We set the gate record. Then, then he's happy. He's going to go home, and then the event to, the event to win. They're not caring about right. the pay-per-view numbers because they don't need them as much. But then they're back at the Apex for a few weeks, and then it's International Fight Week, and, I, and then and, and then and then Utah is looking amazing. I would, I, I, this is a question to you guys, our roadshow peeps, you know, and you can let us know on our Patreon thing. Like people bitch all the time about Apex shows. Us as being guys that have to work them, I love being able I to drive them. down the street. The internet works and all the other stuff that you need to to be able to do your job and not be like so stressed out. Like right now, I'm waiting for videos to get uploaded from Vancouver and the, the internet's just actual <laughs> shit. But at the Apex, things worked. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, Apex shows are boring. They're this and that. You know, I want to see them in front of a crowd. I'm like, what's it matter to you? The fight's the same. I mean, in the sense, like, we know that a fighters will get all amped up when they get the crowd pushing them. And they, yeah. they, that's that extra push. That's the extra corner, man, that you don't see. It's the crowd around them. But ultimately, I still like I like the Apex shows. But a lot of people are, like, you know, always freak out. But what do you guys think? Do you guys mind Apex shows. I mean, I th- when they say that, oh, we're going to have another stretch of like four Apex shows, or maybe four shows in Vegas, where maybe one's at T-Mobile and three are in Ve- at the Apex. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Well, it's funny because I'd I, rather that than four shows having to go down to deal with Vegas traffic and going down to the right. T-Mobile. Uh, here's what I think is the unfair comparison: is that like, you know, do, am I saying that I don't enjoy an event at a sold-out Madison Square Garden? Sure. Or so, you know, of course. But every show's not going to be that. You know right. what I mean? So it's like. Uh, you know, I, I saw the comparison last week. Obviously, KSW, which I totally had spaced on as we were talking about earlier in the week, but KSW had their big stadium show last weekend, and I saw a lot of people going, look at this that KSW is doing in the stadium, and then look at the UFC in an empty warehouse. What's going on here? It's like it's not a warehouse, folks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's an empty, high-level, high-tech. No. Um, <laughs> no uh, <laughs> production studio. But no, but – not every show is going to be the way. Like, that show was not going to ever be a sold-out arena. So if right. you just understand that, like, look, it's amazing that KSW can sell out this this Coliseum. They can't do it every week. They right. can't do it every month. You know what I mean? So it's like you're going to have those in between. So I, I, I do I, – the frustration gets a little weird. Sometimes I feel like just people are just looking for something to bitch at, to be honest I, with that's you. That's what it feels like more times. I'm like, what are you guys really upset about? Right. What are you upset about? You're not paying anything to watch it. It's on ESPN, whatever, and you're going you're gonna to watch it and, like – who cares? It's it's bizarre. Who cares? I don't I don't I don't hate it all. Now, if every show was there, like yeah, I'd probably I I do love the sold out arenas, but not every arena is going to be sold out, and so uh, I I don't they don't they don't bother me as much. So anyway, I'm sure Rogers Arena will be sold out this weekend. It should be gangbusters. Um, I, I imagine it hasn't been in Canada for a long time, so uh, good for them in Vancouver. Bummed I'm not going to be there just because I love Vancouver as a city, man. It's absolutely gorgeous up there. Uh, but like I said, happy to be home in Las Vegas, despite. The late change in plans. The Coleman. Well, let me ask you one thing. Do, I'm assuming you went ahead and picked Amanda Nunes. I did. Yeah. Do you see this being a stand-up fight, or do you, or do you think Amanda leans on her grappling and wins it that way? I think it's going to be stand-up. Mm. Uh, um, I think it would be smart if she could, but I just I see Aldana being able to kind of just keep it on her feet, you me know. Too. Um, but that being said, it's not a gimme by any means. Aldana, uh, her movements, and she's got 
she's got durability. And we've seen when, when Pena, Pena was really smart about actually kind of making, I mean, granted, that first fight, you know, um, Amanda just wasn't herself. The second fight certainly felt a whole heck of a lot different than that first fight. Um, but she was able to kind of keep her moving, and we saw her tire out. Now, how much of that was actually because of the sickness that she kind of wore down? Mm-hmm. I just think uh, Aldana's got a great sense of pace and is able to kind of put it on people and bring people into that sort of speed. Amanda usually kind of pushed forward anyways. Um, but Aldana's got good hands, man. She's got good head movement. She's got good hands. If she starts smacking her and getting her in uh, – you know, getting in Amanda's face, you know, maybe Amanda will slow down a little bit. And I think that would probably be in Aldana's favor. I see both of these women being able to make it to the fifth round, no problems at all. Um, when it comes in terms of uh, stamina and just being able to to carry it through. I just think when it does come, like just like you mentioned before, when it comes to pure power, I think Amanda's got more power. I think she's got more power than most, a lot of the guys on the, on the roster as well, especially some of the small guys. Um, but uh, Aldana, I mean, she, she's got good durability. Um, we have seen her take some shots in the past. But, I mean, I think her, her skill and her boxing skills has just improved quite a bit. Um, she's got great head movement. I just think there's that, that X factor of that just Mexican pride and Mexican momentum that's going right now that's just, that's just absolutely gangbusters. She's going to go in there literally with two champs behind her pushing you know, not physically, but they're in spirit yep. with her, pushing her forward. And I think that's just that's an extra factor that you can't you can't not pay attention to the fact that she's going to go in there with a sense of belief, like I want to be just like them. I want to have the belt on on our shoulder. the The time is now, um, and it's 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 Amanda. But I I still do feel it's Amanda's fight to lose. I agree. You know, if she makes mistakes, if she doesn't trust the fact that uh, Aldana's got power, that she's got good head movement, and that she has the availability. Um, to stay standing, to, right. to, to to shut down some of those takedowns, it'll be in her favor. Because if Nunez wastes a lot of power trying to go for takedowns and doesn't get it, she's going to start getting frustrated. Right. Um, and Aldana, she's just – she's – she's uh, it's not a – I don't know what the odds are. I don't see her as being a big underdog. I see her as being an underdog. But if she comes in as a big underdog, I would think that would be a good play because I think people are overlooking the fact of how tough that she actually is and how talented she is. Um, this fight wouldn't have happened if it didn't if she hadn't been fighting like she had been. And I I think you're I think you're spot on with that because I'll be honest with you I was a little bit shocked at the odds because even right now uh, Amanda Nunes minus three fifty Irene Aldana plus two sixty I thought it would be closer than that but then I look at where it opened it, Irene Aldana if you got this at open plus four seventy five wow. which at plus four seventy five. I think you take that all day yeah. because I think she does have a real Holy chance of cow. winning this fight, but it got bet down very, very quickly. Now yeah, I think, people saw that, I think people saw that number and were just like, holy cow, let yep. me throw some money on it. That's ridiculous. And again, it's because to me it's not just – sometimes we talk about style, sometimes we talk about intangibles. To me, it seems like she has both those in her favor. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things. Now, but I think you said it the right way. It's still Amanda's fight to lose. But if she goes out there just thinking, well, hey – I'm Amanda Nunes. I win fights. That's just what I do. Not I'm focused, I'm dialed in, I'm ready to be pressed to the edge. You know what I mean? I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to go in there and dig deep. Then you know. And how long do I want to stay in the sport? That's it. I mean, that's going to be the – that, that would have been the motivation through this whole fight camp, but that's also going to be the motivation. How deep does she want to go when it comes fight night? Mm-hmm. I think that first fight when she was sick against Juliana, I know I keep bringing this up, but it was just such a very different person mm-hmm. that we saw that night. I feel like there was a lot of points in that fight where 
it just seemed like she didn't want to keep continuing. Either maybe she couldn't, maybe she was that ill or whatever, but it just looked like she didn't want to. She was, it was just such a different Amanda that it just looked like she had complete, not that she had given up, but that there was a, a, something in her that doubt had creeped in. Absolutely. You know, you and see it. She, you could she, see it. She, yep. So when it comes to this one, I'm, I think if she, in her mind, if she's like, man, I got a couple good more fights after this, let me just go in and make a great, you know, a great showing, let me take no damage, and let me get out and let me get back in here. But if she's already thinking like, I think it just depends on where her head's at. And only she knows that, you know, and she's not going to, you know, it's the kind of stuff most people keep that close to their, uh, close to the hilt, you know, if they're going to actually walk away at the end. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that it is going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised sure. if something happened after the end of this yeah, one. I wouldn't either. It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming soon. And I feel like we've been saying that for two years. Yeah. You know, like the time is now, the time is now she's going to walk away and she just keeps coming. She keeps coming. Mm-hmm. But we're darn it. I mean, it's 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 coming. It's it really really is. And I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a win, walks away, or if she gets a loss and walks away after yeah, this. Because there's not any fights that we're like, I gotta see that fight before yeah. she leaves. I mean, she's had them all. So. She's had them all. We'll see. Co-main event obviously is uh, the one that everybody is excited about: Charles Oliveira versus Benil Darius. Um, again, it, it, you know, excited for this one for two reasons. You know, number one, it's just a high-level fight. I mean, Charles Oliveira, Benil Darius, two of the most exciting guys in the division. Uh, you know, two guys that can do it on the feet, that can do it in the grappling department. I mean, really, really exciting fighters. But, of course, it's got the stakes in it. Now, you know, Dana White the other night kind of stopped short of saying it's for sure a number one contender fight. But he did kind of say, well, it seems like it probably is. And that's about the most you're ever going to get out of him because, you know, we get it at this point. It's just a, a, a lot of that is dictated by, you know, What's on the schedule? Is the champ ready to go? Do they need a challenger right away? What, what country are they fighting in? So who do you know? Who gets it? All those things do matter, and so I think that's why you know Dana White doesn't like to back himself into a corner and be like, "Yes, this is absolutely a number one contender fight." But it really just seems like it should be one that's maybe a little bit uh, long in coming for Benil Darius. Meanwhile, Charles Oliveira try, trying to win the title back. Um, it's a phenomenal fight. I'll be honest with you, the odds on this one. I was a little surprised to see, but kind of pleasantly surprised because, you know, I feel like Benil Darius just doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He's such a nice dude, and he's such a dangerous yep. fighter, and he's just gone about doing things his way. You know, he's like, I'm not going to talk trash about other people to get where I am. I'm not going to call people out. I'm just going to keep winning. I'm just going to keep doing what I do, and that'll get me there, and it finally has, and he's finally got this matchup with Charles Oliveira. Meanwhile, Charles Oliveira, you know, we've been covering his career forever, and his arc has been great to see too. You know, the guy that came in that – was a kid when he first came here. Clearly had skills, but, you know, every now and then would, bottom line, he would quit. I mean, I, you know, I hate to say it, but he did. There were fights where you could see he visibly quit. Now, that's not the knock on him anymore whatsoever. He's proven his mettle at this point. Um, but, it's, you know, attaining the title and then had to walk away. <coughs> well, didn't have to walk away. It got took away from him, you know what I mean? Yep. But now he's trying to get back to that. So, Everything about this fight is awesome because it's two guys that are well-rounded, two guys that are exciting, and then you add the stakes on top of it that it's essentially a number one contender fight. But I mentioned the odds because I was surprised to see, but pleasantly surprised, but Neil Darius is a slight favorite in this one because I honestly thought, to me, when I look at this, it screams pick them to me because I can see this fight going either way. I keep going back and forth in my head. I keep just you know seeing both outcomes as a possibility. But I thought maybe that public sentiment of Charles Oliveira being the former champion, of Charles Oliveira being the guy that uh, has been out there and in the bigger fights and is, you know, even though he doesn't speak English, you know, I feel like he's had more headlines and more media just because of the matchups that he was in and 
got him a nice new set of teeth. And, you <laughs> his, know, teeth and <laughs> his teeth are fantastic. His teeth are fantastic. And he was starting to talk a little bit, you know. The champ has a name, and his name oh. is Charlotte <laughs> Sullivan. You know? Oh, so ridiculous. <laughs> that guy classic. And, yeah, I mean, but, hey, all that controversy, <clears throat> it did create headlines, and it did, you know, kind of. So, anyway, I thought Charles Oliveira might be the slight favorite just out of public sentiment. This screams pick him to me. I don't know which way I'm leaning. I know you had to turn in an official pick. Which which way did you end up going, and how confident are you that you're on the right side of it? You know, now I'm wondering what I did. I think I – Oh, you must have been torn, too. I was torn. Now, now I need to pull it up and see. I can't remember if I went uh, – let me see who I picked. I might have went Oliveira. I think that's partially because I've had a hard time ever really sort of like saying no in the times I've done it in the past. I've, I've gotten against bit, Charles Oliveira. Yeah. <clears throat> but man, um, if there's ever a time to 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 lean Darius, I mean, I think this is definitely that fight that you can do it. But man, I think I went Oliveira. Um, I don't have the right computer near that. Uh, this computer doesn't have it's, my outlook, so I can't see what I put to him. I mean, it's so if you look at it, so Benil Darius unbeaten since 2018, right? The last time he lost was 2018. Meanwhile, uh, Charles Oliveira, uh, the last time he lost before, of course, losing to Islam Mahashev was 2017. So both these guys had insane winning streaks. And the guys that they've went through, just and, absolutely incredible. And I would say, look, Benil's win streak is good. Charles's is, is better. I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's no I fault to Darius better, too, because I, I remember at times Darius wasn't getting the fights at the I top agree. because people were not that people were skipping, but people were, somehow were getting other shots that sort of sort of leapfrogged right. him in some of the rankings it's, and stuff. It's not that he was ducking anybody yeah. or that he wasn't asking for anybody. He was people were calling ducking for the top yeah. matches, but he yeah. was that guy that didn't necessarily have the. The, the swagger and the cachet about him if you beat him. So if you look at yeah. the names from Benil Darius, just to review real quick, Tiago Moises, Drew, Drew Dober, Frank Camacho, Jakar Close, Scott Holtzman, Diego Fajera, Tony Ferguson, Matos Gamrot. Of course, uh, Matos Gamrot, obviously that was probably the, the, the biggest in most recent times. Meanwhile, Char Charles Oliveira is just crazy. Clay Guida, Christos Giagos, Jim Miller, David Timmer, Nick Lentz, Jared Gordon, Kevin Lee, and then here's that wild run where it's Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. That, that run... Uh, and, and before Tony, Kevin Lee. Yeah, I Kevin mean, Lee was ridiculous. amazing. I mean, and before just, that, Jared Gordon. Just, before that, Nick Lentz. I mean, that's unreal. That's I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Man, to see to his run of things. I remember back in the day because it was before the when he sort of seemed like people were saying he was quitting. It was like I remember the first time he fought Nick Lentz. Mm -hmm. I think that was around the time people were like, "Oh, he's just not the same. He quits." And now it's just like. For somebody to say like that guy doesn't have heart would is just it, it nah. would just be absolutely. It's, I just ridiculous. don't even think it enters the conversation more. I mean, yeah. can you say that it did in the past? Yeah, I just I, the there's past. no way you can look back at that in and say past. he didn't. You could see him break. You could yeah. watch the moment in fights where he broke, but that doesn't happen anymore. And, and I mean, it's such a mental game. I think, oh. let alone the confidence it takes for them to even go in there for. I think it was just human to have doubt come into your, your mind at some of these points. And when people would say, all right, I'm done, I'm done, or you just see them sort of quit. But then as they learn and they become more uh, sure of themselves, sure of their skills, and sure of what they can take, I mean, I think that doubt sort of leaves their body. And for somebody to still hold these fighters to something they did towards the beginning of their career or something early on in the UFC, it was just it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, to, to look at what he's done um, – since that time, I mean, it has to be one of the bigger, you know, turnaround stories of a career, you know, in terms of where people said, okay, this guy was a quitter to the to guy was hoisting the belt, you know. I mean, it's, it's just unreal. <clears throat> but, yeah, this fight, I mean, I, I, I feel like I you can't jinx this fight when you say this fight's going to be absolutely 
insane just in terms of the the, the mm. technique will this be a you know a rock'em sock'em stand in the middle of the cage and just be a slobber knocker no probably wasn't but in terms of the technicality of the two fighters and where they push the fight whether it gets against the cage whether it gets to the ground or whether it's actually standing on the feet the techniques and the technical skill between these two fighters is at such a high ball. level it's just yes. going to be absolutely ridiculous this is the kind of shit that I know that we're going to be creaming over, but this is the kind of shit that the <laughs> that the fighters, we go you know, that this is the, where the fighters. I I, I might jizz a little bit. I might jizz a little bit. But this when this is one of the ones where you're going to see all the fighters in the lightweight division, fighters in the divisions around them, going to be looking at this because they understand the technical skills. I can't wait to see. Sometimes when I see some of the, the Twitter shit pop up. It's just jokes because I know half of it's media, half it's just fanboys or whatever saying shit. But I love it when I see the actual fighters weighing in on it and saying like, dude, that was a technical just mm. spectacle. That was whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's always cool. This is that fight. Oh, yeah. This is the fight on this card. I mean, obviously, the main event's going to be doing it. But this is the card. This is the fight on this card that people are going to be looking at it and really High being able to level study MMA. at the highest level. Yep. Highest level. So it's going to be sick. I mean, like. In a sense, you could say there's no loser in this fight because they're both fighting two of the guys. They're, they're both fighting an opponent that's at the top of the game, but there is some real clear, real ramifications for the winner of this fight. You know, and what's next for who's for who it is. You know, Darius gets that win. Obviously, they're going to want to see him push and go to the other one. You know, if Oliveira gets it, does he get the same push as a Darius win? Because we've kind of seen it already. That's what's interesting, right? Because Charles Oliveira with a win again. It would seem to be a number one contender fight, but I could say Islam or the UFC or whoever saying, ah, we just saw that. We just saw it. Let's not do that. So that's interesting. And the other thing, too, is that, like, I mean, Charles is 33, Benil is 34, I believe, if I got that right. Um, So it's not like it's necessarily the end of the line. They're both at the high – they're both at a high level. And that's not – that's not creeping into that, like, hey, how much longer do you have left? But – and I think – it's fair to see. I've seen a lot of people speculate, like if Benio wins or if Benio comes up short here, how many wins would he have to get again before they're talking about him like that, right? Because he's always been like he doesn't call he doesn't call anybody out, yeah. he doesn't talk trash, and I respect him for staying within his lane and being like, look, I'm not going to be that guy that I'm not. I'm going to be the person that I am. However, the UFC is looking for that big name, that yeah. big that big talker. They're looking for the big headlines. They're looking for the heat. And so. If he loses, how many wins in a row does he have to get to be considered again? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Now, you know, maybe maybe, maybe the fallback position for both these guys is it sure is starting to look like Michael Chandler doesn't have anybody lined up in the near future. So maybe so maybe whoever comes up short will still have a high-level bailout point for Ch- the Chan- fight. Chandler's not ready to jump up to heavyweight yet? Or oh, light heavyweight. man. I, dude. I, you were in the same room with me the other night. I know everybody's watching on tape by now, but as we were sitting there watching that live, were you just getting those same vibes that like this, like this fight between Chandler and, and Conor McGregor is not happening? I mean, you definitely could see where Dana was trying to put a spill, uh, his spin on the fact that he was confident that the fight's going to happen. But it's like, as the conversation went on, it was like you felt that conversa- that that confidence was gone, you know? I mean, we're now all of a sudden we've morphed into the fact of how there's others always on the rise on the roster trying to get to be where Connor is. And the fact that, you know, we haven't seen any moves. And it's our job to find them and develop yeah. them. That's, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no. You know, it's just, you know, the fact that we're not hearing anything along the lines of, you know, Connor entering a pool. We still, Connor, you know, the only things we see is on a, a blurb on a, on, a, on a show cut where he's saying he wants – 185 right and it's just like bro you're, you're asking when you see the differences between the two you're like you're so you're expecting 
you know, Chandler to have to jump up 30 pounds from his normal fight weight class, you know, to do this fight. It's just insane because, you know, at that point, you know, Connor, what's Connor me cutting down from like 225 to get down to like 185? <laughs> Doesn't know, he look. I don't know how big he is right now, but dude, he's big. He's over two. He's he has big. to be over two. He's big. He has to. He's He is such a big boy now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Are you, uh, did you, did you do episode two? I did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's keeping my interest. Is it keeping your interest or are you struggling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I like it. It, it sucked about the little sort of fight swap or whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, that that happened, uh, the way it did. But no, I like it. I mean, they're still doing a really good job of, uh, Cutting it the way that they did, they obviously didn't. Uh, you know, I, I definitely saw that Connor wasn't there for that second weigh-in either. <laughs> you know, I was like, how come Chandler? Assuming keeps, he doesn't show up I was for like, any weigh-ins. I'm assuming he doesn't show up for any weigh-ins. You know, I was like, how can we keep seeing Chandler in the in the Dana spot? You know, I was like, maybe. You know, I'm not sure how they normally would do that if they just have both of them right there, or if Dana would be there. I was like, oh, Dana's not even there. <laughs> He's like, well, if Connor's not showing He's up, like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but no, I I, th- I think it's good. Um, I did like the the part of that um, edit where they had the Connor showed up to the house and was hanging with the guys. You know, got his hair cut and was chatting with. Them. I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, I thought that was cool. It's funny. So I was watching it with my wife and kid. And we were watching. I'm like, does it look like Connor's a little worried that this haircut is not working out properly? <laughs> it's still like- but I love. I how was like, did Mando jack up this dude's hair? Well, I like. I like how they brought up the point. Like, man, is like normally people sit still, and he was talking. I was like, bro. I know we were looking at. His he's, hair, like, like, he's like, he's like, no. You turn. He's like, oh, bro. I just nicked him. Or it looked something. like it did come out okay. It but looked was, like it came out great. There was a second in there, like Connor looked like he was starting to get a little concerned, yeah. and like it, Mando was saying, like, oh, I wouldn't stop moving. Yeah. I'm like, is he gonna jack up this man's haircut? By the time when they showed him where he had the <laughs> where he had the mirror and he was looking at it, he looked good. It was a, it was a good uh, cut. You know, I mean, I thought that was really great that they that allowed cool. him to uh have his gear there that they could actually do that i thought that was mm-hmm. a, a nice bonding moment and plus something that the fighters they could stay looking good it gives him a chance to do something it gives him a chance to talk with the other fighters do something different but i thought that whole scene of the guys both teams were down there you know sort of embracing the moment with connor being in their house so regardless of you know some of the shit that you know i know i was saying about man the guy's not showing up on practice he's causing other shit Doing some things like that, oh, but, like, kind of taking kinda, his time to really bond with yes, them. Yes, like yeah. that kind of makes up for a lot of that shit, you know. So um, kudos to him for that, you know. I mean, I know it had to be frustrating on the, uh, you know, not being too, you know, sort of messing up some of the training schedule. But when you're stuck in that house and it's just the other dudes, and you know, you see shit already start to get a little weird in between dudes, starting to get a little testy. For him to take the time in the night and give them something to sort of break up the monotony yeah. and kind of ease it and give them all something and to chat to, about. I thought help, it was perfect. I agree. And just to help them feel comfortable. I mean, you, we've seen it over and over and over, but, like, just because you get to the UFC, like, you don't automatically feel like you're one of the boys. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you get there and, like, you see the guys that are, like, kind of fanboying out a little bit right away. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Now I'm, you know. And so to be, like, to, to be, like, treated by the biggest star in the sport, like, nah, man, you're one of us. Yeah. You belong. You know what I mean? Let's, I relate to you. We're in the same profession. Right. You know what I mean? I understand your mindset. It was cool, man. I, I, I'm liking the show. I know a lot of people, ah, it's tough. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy it. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is we still remember what Conor was like when he first came into the yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, his humility, he was super, super polite, you know, and there's still times where he's still like that, you know. Granted, the, the money and the ego and a lot of that stuff has changed quite a bit. But what I did notice about those moments, there's moments is where he's tapping into that 
the Connor that we remember. Absolutely. So some of the times when he's spending that time with the guys, when he's actually trying to connect, when he's really trying to give that sort of heart and soul and not trying to just be a character – um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So there's parts of that that I absolutely love seeing that because it reminds me how in. it used to be. A couple yeah. of frosty beverages Dude, in. Dude, I was like seeing some of them. I was like, oh, these fighters are like, they're starting to tap into the beer and the other shit. I was like, Whoa. But it was cool when he was like, there was that one moment where he was like, look at where we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're here. Now, obviously, he's way beyond that, but he's just saying, look at this, man. You guys are in this house and you're in there. Yeah. You're chasing your dream. You're standing here beside me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, I thought that was, that was super cool to just be like, enjoy this. <laughs> Even his exit was kind of like, he was just like, all right, y'all, have fun. I'm like, <laughs> like, he was like, I did. He was like, he checked his nice yeah. watch or two that he was probably wearing. He's like, all right, I did my part. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to hit the fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth a watch. This, I'll tell you what, this week. Uh, I've been, I've been into it so far. I've I watched, did. I've watched each, both of them. And that's, that's saying something for me. I, I, been so kind of burnt out on the seasons. Yeah, I think I made it through like an episode or so, and then I'm just the like, debut, hey, I'm like, alright, I've seen it. Yeah, but no, this is this is good. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I thought, I'll be watching. I'll keep. I'll watch the next one. I'll give. I'll keep keep giving it a chance. I thought it was cool to see uh, Cody Gibson win too. If you've been this, that dude's been around the game for a long time. I didn't realize he was gone for so long. Yeah. They said with like eight years. <laughs> yeah, man, like been... eight darn years. Didn't he look great, man? Uh-huh. Um, he looked great. You know, there was a part Incred- of me that was like family story too. Yeah, man. I think that's. I think that's probably what got me too. And that's the shit. That's what tough's about. That right there, you don't get that. You're not going to get that in a regular fight night. You're not going to get that in a pre-fight package. They don't have enough time to show that shit. Um, mm. You're not going to get on the contenders. You you don't have enough time to dig that deep into it. You know, they just want to get to the fight. That's what that's what the tough's about is being able yep. to highlight that particular thing. And I thought it was a perfect little video package. It was it was great how it showed it. And then it just then it starts to make me think like, oh man, did they show that much because he's about to lose? Like, did they did they go edit heavy? You know, because sometimes they'll show a lot of a great story, and then you're just like, oh no, that means he's gonna lose because they showed him because we're not gonna see him again. And uh, but yeah, I thought his story was great, and they showed it. And I thought Mando's story was actually really good too. So uh, it was. It was two very very likable fighters, and and. Mando's going to be back in the UFC. Yeah. Like this is this is nothing but a small hurdle. I think he's got the personality. I think he has the fight skills. He just ran into a dude that just was great that night and just really really wanted it. You know, I think that's we saw that even the other night. I mean, these pros, they know there's there's no chance. There's no time to dilly dally. You got to they get they they understand the difference of making the most of every moment that of this chance that it is and just going for it Bro, you know I, you know 2 and 0 for the veterans already yeah. i'm not saying they're going to go 8 and 0 but i'm not saying <laughs> i'd be shocked if they do <laughs> you know what I, I mean and i can't i don't know if i've heard anything i thought i remember hearing something that the the vets get off to a really really good start, really good start. and i remember when we did the media day there was a lot of black eyes on some <laughs> on some people's uh and i oh, can't yeah, remember y'all did the media i was out of town i can't but remember you guys, if it was they, they more already on had the, a fight or two yeah i can't remember if it was more on the rookie side that i was seeing them but uh yeah there was definitely uh some sunglasses and some bruises and stuff that we definitely saw but uh, <laughs> be, that had to be so like self-conscious like i don't think anything on the jackass that thinks i have to wear sunglasses indoors but in reality like i just had a black guy that I don't want anybody to see yeah, because we're trying, taping a reality show trying to hide it you know like they're already well in advance and at that point it was just like they already know their teams they've already had fights and then but they're also at the same time don't ask them what team they're on don't ask them this don't ask them fight results don't ask this you know just like uh, Bro, he's wearing, he's beat up. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you want me to just ignore that? So fact? the sling yeah. that your arm is in right now, <laughs> yeah. does, does that have any significance <laughs> or <laughs> the missing teeth in right now? Uh, the ice bag, the ice bag. <laughs> on your head at the moment. Does that have anything to do 
the show. Speaking or? of ice bag, this funny story from the other night. Uh, a lot of fighters came into the post fight with uh, ice bags. Right. And the, so for some reason, it must have been the length of time from when they got out of the cage because it was the same ice bag, obviously. Uh, when they were putting it up on their legs or feet or whatever, like we kept having the they kept the sound guy kept having to bring in uh, one of the the janitors to clean up all the the stage after every fighter because it was water just water everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and it just it became a routine more so than any other one. So it was just the it was just I guess another sign of just that particular night. A lot of fighters coming in with banged up legs, banged up knees. But oh. it was just funny because it was like every after every post fight. Yeah, you see the guy come in with his hit the mop and stuff, and I was like, "Damn, poor dude's like, what? This he's like, what? this doesn't normally happen. Like, I never have to come <laughs> into this say, room. I don't ever really remember seeing that. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, but yeah, there was a lot of banged up dudes uh, on fight night. That's a lot, a lot of wet stage. Uh, all right, let's talk about the rest of UFC 289 real quick. Uh, Mike Malott, uh, a CFSC veteran against Adam Fugit. Uh, I think this is the one that a lot of people are like, ah, Fugit. why why is this one on the main card? I get it. I'm happy for Mike Malott, though, in Canada. He's been he's been lobbying to be on there. Obviously, he came through. I mean, that's the dude. Yeah. He I came, mean, he we've talked about that before. Like, guys in Canada that are ready to step up and possibly be uh, – you know, somebody to help carry the flag. Yep. He's got to be one of the dude, dudes. Dude, he is a huge welterweight. Yeah. Uh, a good dude, man. A lot, a lot of background, a lot of history with Team Alpha Male. So this is his breakout opportunity. So I, I know why a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know about this for a pay-per-view main card, but me personally, I was like, yes, because this That's is the opportunity good that Mike Blotz wanted. And then, of course, Dan Ige versus Nate Landwehr. I mean – that one absolutely deserves to be on the main card. Danny Gay, of course, you know, had the setbacks, but he got the recent win. Meanwhile, Nate Landwehr, you know, Nate the Train, baby. Nate one the, of the Train, most, baby. <laughs> Nate, Nate the Train in the UFC, baby. Yeah, I love him. He's uh, he's exciting as it gets, but this is kind of his opportunity to prove, hey, I'm not just an exciting fighter, but I'm a guy that deserves to be in the rankings. Uh, on paper, to me, this looks like it should be, uh, I mean, the, 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 the favorite for fight of the night going in. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. And then uh, Mark andre Barrio versus Eric Anders. That should be good Rounding out the main card. Yeah, that's Somebody's going to go to sleep on that Somebody's one. Somebody's going to sleep in that one. I yep. agree. And uh, I saw Eric Anders is, is kind of eye in the end a little bit, saying he's kind of – Yeah, but he's still got like five fights, I think, he said so on the contract. It's still a couple years it's, it's, still, it's still a couple years maybe. But, I mean, uh, he says that he's good money-wise. He was just saying this on the media day yeah. early. He said he's got he's got things set up off to the side. I think he's, he's built a couple – and talked to yeah. him. Kinda, he's, he's built a couple businesses he along just says the way. He just loves doing this. He yep. just he loves the he, – I mean, he's been an athlete for a long time, so I think he's did just, you know it's just he competitive. Did college football? You know, I heard he did play college football. <laughs> did he play for that guy, Nick Saban? He, I hear he maybe played for that guy, Nick Saban. I, I thought I was the only one that heard that before. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a bit of a, a bit of under-the-radar information. I don't know if you guys have heard this Nick Saban guy. He's, he's okay as a coach. He's okay as a coach. Uh, but, yeah, so he's, he is good, so that, that, that'll be power. Now, as far as the rest of it, look, Nasruddin Imavov versus Chris Curtis, that's a phenomenal fight. That's, I, fun, that's a really, really good fight to wrap up the prelims. And then, you know, I, again, I get a little, you know, I was saying maybe I'm looking forward to this more than most. Again, I don't have to pay the 80 bucks either. But, look, I got a couple of CFFC vets on there. I got Jasmine Chazdevizius against Miranda Maverick. I got Blake Builder in there against Kyle Nelson, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, I just think overall it should be it should be okay again. But I yeah. always preface that by saying I don't have to pay $80 for it. So if you're saying to me, John, I'm not paying 80 bucks for this, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. This might be one where you maybe invite some friends over or maybe you uh, – it's funny because some people are like, uh, this might be one where I go to the bar. But the truth is, if I go to the bar, I'm spending way more than $80. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so Yeah, they might be putting the fight on for free, but I'm not sitting there yeah, for free. I, I used to never get that one. People were like, yeah, I'm not going to pay for the pay-per-view. Like, I'll just go out to, to B-dubs or whatever. I'm like, you can get out of B-dubs for less than 80 bucks. Like, damn. Normal people probably can't. <laughs> 
several people probably can. Uh, all right, listen. So I uh, said it's a busy weekend. I, I did want to give a shout out to uh, some other stuff that's going on as well because PFL is actually Thursday night. Uh, I know they've had you know all the headlines about PFL have been about uh, the failed drug tests and all that. Um, by the way, I did I did talk to some people that because um, I was asking, man, were there like different levels of testing going on or something? I said, no, just standard tests, man. So anyway, I know that's what the headline has been about. And it's been frustrating for them because they've had to shuffle the entire deck of their season. Yeah. Um, but they're back to, to action, um, including some big ones. I mean, Brendan Lachlan is back, so that's good. I mean, obviously he's one of their rising stars. Uh, I think he's probably, gosh, I don't want to say the biggest name, but he's become one of their poster boys to say the least. I mean, obviously he had that history with – Dana White's contender series, but I mean, he seems to be on top of the world. And he's definitely worth watching fight. He's actually the main event. Um, this is Thursday night. Uh, as we said, it's uh, prelims are on ESPN Plus, and the main card goes to ESPN. Uh, Mobile Copy Live is back against Tyler Diamond. That's a great featherweight fight, right? Yeah, there. I mean that that those two fights right there. I mean yep. that those are the, those are more than likely the guys that are gonna be. But a lot of people are thinking are going to be vying for the belt. That's it. At the end of it, I mean, so that that it's worth watching just for right there. Just to, if you're really into that particular, like the, how the featherweights are going to play out. But then you have Bubba Jenkins on there as well. Yeah, you, you've Bubba's. got Josh Silvera. I know that we both uh, will always be interested in his career, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then you go down to the prelims, man. Marlon Marias is on the prelims. Uh, Chris Wade against Ryoji Kudo is in there. Impa Kasangane is back. Um, so there's some decent matchups on Thursday night in PFL. And again, yep. this will be the start of kind of this little. You know, three week runs that they do, so um, they're back in action. So that's definitely worth uh, worth. That's so good out. for them to do the Thursday, man. They're just. I know. It's just smart. It's just smart. I mean, I was a little surprised because when uh, today I was getting ready for the media day to start sort of going uh, popping off, and I saw that the photos were coming in from the the PFL. I was like, holy shit! Is this a is this a Thursday card? I know. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I think. You know, again, Thursdays get hard to sell tickets. There's no question about it. And actually, the next two are going to be on Friday nights. Um, and I get that. But, you know, they've said in the past they basically have a business model that doesn't require them to generate any ticket revenue whatsoever um, for them to be profitable, for them to meet the, their, their business demands. And I agree, man. I think if you're going on Thursday night and you're not going against anybody else, I think that's a good thing, man. You can own that night. You know what I mean? Like, not that other people don't want to watch other sports. I know there's a lot going on. Uh, Golden Knights coming up, baby. How about that, oh, boy? Man, that, what a my liver, my liver, and my wallet can't what, take what it. We got two more nights of going out, hopefully, and get the clean sweep. <sighs> that would be nice. That would be nice. It just sets me back, man. It sets me back. Let's see. Game three is tomorrow. I'll, 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 so you'll find a way to mosey yeah, on yeah, out to the bar. I'll just go back over sporting to Sporting Life, Life. right here. You can yeah, because I just go to Sporting Life. Instead of going to the keg where it, this it, man it all can started, walk I wear, to a bar. I wear, the, I wear the copper keg Ooh. hat, and then I go over there, and I have some beers and tequila. The, I didn't even need to do the tequila to get the going. Last time it was just beer, and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, let me just do a shot, and did a shot, and they scored again. I was like, all, all right, right. Here all we right. go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if my liver and my, my wallet's going to be able to handle it. <laughs> because then me being a, a fucking – Vegas degenerate now. Then I'm like, well, let me just put a little money in this machine here, and I'm like, it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit. Let me put a little bit more money in the machine. Then I was like, what are you doing? It would have been cheaper just to sit and drink in the corner. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> See what I mean? Just order the pay per view. Oh boy! Uh, game three Thursday night. Game four Saturday night. So that'll line up with uh, UFC 289. But uh, I mean, look. Uh, the two games at home were awesome. I don't know if we can plan to go do that. For, I mean, all, all the Knights have really done is just hold serve, right? That's all you're supposed to do. You're supposed to win your games at home. So I don't know if we're going to be able to go get the wins on the road in Florida. But 
uh, it is pretty cool we to can, see. We can hope. It is pretty even cool if they to take see. one, even if they take if you one, just get one, that's all you need. If they take one, it'll be good. If you're up three one coming back, it has been cool to see the uh, boy. They've been getting chippy, boy. Oh, bro. Between this team, boy, they they they're not even fuck around. They've been going at Hill a bunch. Yeah. Of, like once you and once you start messing with like the the opposing team's goalie. Then you know and that fires on. up the goal, and then you know it fires up the players. Yeah. And and they, it's just been straight vicious, like, right from the get-go. I mean, it could work in their favor, or it's just going to fire up the team. And, and then in this case, it did help a little bit, but then it just fired them up, and then it was just like – it was ridiculous. When you're losing that bad, and then you're still trying to pick a fight, it's like, bro, just just, just call mercy roll. Just, like, just let the clock get out. run down, let's and let's go, go. home. Get save back to save your body for the next fight, man, the next game. I so agree. Uh, but I like the way the results have been. So, you got that. Oh, so, it's so good. I, I'm not – I'm not. you know, again, as, I, as I'll always say, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm any kind of massive hockey fan, but I do like the sport. Hockey, hockey is a fun sport to watch. Um, obviously, if you can go live, it's very expensive to go live, um, but if you can go watch it in person, it's great. And – uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have really uh, kind of become famous for what a show they made out of everything. It really made it. Uh, oh, it's such very a spectacle! Vegas style. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Cause somebody was like, somebody that was watching the game the other day, and he was like, "Man, I should walk more hockey. I had no idea it was like this." And it's like, bro, it's not like this everywhere. <laughs> this, is, this is this is Vegas's spin it's like on this it. It's here. Here. It's like this here. Anywhere else, they'd be like, "What are we doing?" I mean, it's kind of camping. It's kind of just ridiculous, but it's a spectacle, and you just kind of expect that from being but, here. That, well, that's it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought when they first came to town and they decided to go that route, I was a little worried that, like, the traditionalists and the purists are going to be like, you guys are idiots. But, um, you know, back before, uh, you know, everything got crazy, you know, some of the Canadian media and stuff would come down, and, and they'd be like, man, these games are super cool. You yeah, know what I mean? like, So even even those hardcore, you know, Canada's, you know, hockey's religion up there, they, yeah. you know, they would come down and be like, you guys have a cool show here, man. Like yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights put on a show. They even had Wayne Newton the other night ringing the, 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 the siren. I was like, holy shit, they brought out Wayne Newton. They took him up. They took him off the mothballs. They put him in. They, they put some blood into his body, and they pushed him up there. Reanimated they, him. They reanimated him. They said, Wayne, all we need you to do is just spin this thing. He's like, Oh, it's terrible. I love it. Terrible. I love it. All right, so there's that. But I do want to point out one championship on Amazon Prime Video on Friday night as well. That's what I say. I think this one's flying a little bit under the radar because the main event is Muay Thai. Regine Ursel is putting his tight on the line against Dmitry Mishikov. Ursel is on like a 21-fight win streak, which is insane. I think Mishikov has won like 11 straight to get here. So that should be absolute fireworks. Um, and then I love the co-main I see a lot of criticism for the submission grappling. I, I don't know, man. I guess, I don't know, maybe I have more of a passion for grappling than most, but I love seeing the submission grappling on yeah. there. Uh, Cade Ruotolo is on there that putting kid his title. Is, that kid is just sick. 20 years old, dude. It's ridiculous. He's, the, he's brother, literally the future. The They're future. the future. They're the future and, of this sport. And listen, I talked to Cade uh, last week, and he was like, I'm absolutely going to do MMA. Like, not not kind of, I may do yeah. MMA. He's like, oh, no. He's like, I'm falling in love with it. He's like, I've grown up on the mats, but he's like, I'm striking a lot. I'm loving MMA. Um, and it was funny because I was like, are you going to be able to get, like, you can't take, like, an amateur fight. Like, nobody's going to fight you, right? But I think it'll it'll actually be, like, in one championship. And they'll they'll find him some favorable matchups. Like, you know, you don't have, his grappling is so high level, but you don't have to put him in at a, a high-level MMA fighter right away. So, um, but two titles on the line. So, I think those will those will be fun. So, it's got more um, – there's less high-level MMA on this one in terms of, like, you know, championships and that sort of thing, but there's some great striking battles on here. Super Bond is back. Nikki Holskin is on there. Um, and, you know, man, dude, there's the uh, the Muay Thai and Florence Claus I, I love. So yeah. Amazon Prime video. Amazon so listen, Prime. It's a, and it's a good one. 
Thursday I mean, night you all NFL. have Prime more than likely anyway, so it's just free. It's just free. It's a free show. And I will and say, it man, does well. it's done well. Like the the platform works. It the does. Platform works well. Everything, and I love the fact that, and we've talked about it before, but like when you turn on Amazon Prime, and I don't, look, I don't use Prime. I'll be honest, my wife watches a couple things, like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or something oh, yeah, like that. She watches that one. Yep. Um, I don't think I watch anything on Amazon Prime except for this. But like you said, yeah. I have it because of course I have Amazon Prime because yep. we all order Amazon. Um, but it's so cool because when you go in there and open it up, like it just it's right there. It's yeah. not like you got to search for it. Like I yep. love the fact that they didn't be like, "Hey, we're gonna partner with you, and then we're gonna bury you somewhere yep. where somebody has to find it." You know, it's right there. So nope, they know what they're doing, man. That's for sure. No, man, what a great Thursday night fights, Friday night fights, Saturday night fights. I'm telling you, what the f? And from home, I and love. Home. I love working from my couch. I, I fucking I, love it. It was funny. The travel department was apologizing vehemently to me, and I was like, you know what? It's all good. It's I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't feel me. I love it. Mistake made. It's on you. It's not on me. <laughs> and I'll just watch from home. It's I like okay. It. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna enjoy this week at home. Uh, of course, we will have the. And a half episode to wrap up USC 289. So everybody that supports us over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow for as little as $3 a month. We definitely appreciate that, and you will hear from us. And then, after I do get to enjoy this week on the road, I will be uh, – or week at home, I should say. I will be back on the road next week, uh, and then it's going to get fun. So next week will be CFFC. CFFC on Friday, uh, June 16th. I was starting to get my broadcast notes together. The lineup is stacked. So put it on there. CFFC 120, Friday, June 16th, at Atlantic City. If you're in the area and you can get tickets, do that. If not, uh, it'll be on USC Fight Pass, of course. I'm telling you, the lineup is stacked. I think that's going to be a fun one. And then the following week, I'm flying out uh, to Canada again to go work uh, with Fight League Atlantic and the crew out there. So looking forward to that. Then we'll come back and do an Apex show, and then it's International Fight Week, and then there's two straight CFFC back-to-back fight weeks. Might be adding something else in there. So, Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Busy. It's okay, travel department. I'm just fine. I'm <laughs> I just like fine. it. So, I like it. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'll let you get back to it. I know we all got to get back to work. Uh, USC 289 is going on. I'm going to go head out, go grab the family, spend this uh, bonus time that I got with them. Take the kid to soccer practice tonight. Hang out. Watch the you Watch the Champions League final on Saturday. I was, I'm, uh, it's it's funny because uh, Man City has always kind of been my Premier League team. You know they got yep, the nice yep. blue. They got oh, the yes, nice blue. Yes. You know you know how I side with blue. Um, and I know that's not popular because people are like oh you just pick the ones that are. But it was also the first uh, Premier League grounds that I got the tour because we went over there for the uh, Dan Henderson Michael Bisping fight and they did like a press event there. So that was the first time I got to walk around Premier League grounds. But Inter Milan, the first game I ever got to see in Europe uh, was at the San Siro. It was uh, my wife and I were actually, we, we were just starting to date actually, and, and we went over there and took a trip because her sister lives over in Italy. So we, we actually went over to England for UFC 75, uh, saw that show uh, in, in England, and then um, I think it was 75, right? I hope I'm getting that number right. Uh, and then from there, went over to Italy for a few days. Uh, and so I was like, I watched Inter when they won the treble, when they had Zlatan, all that. So uh, I'm to- it's my two teams, I guess. I mean, not that I even – again, I'm, I don't get to watch much European soccer. Yeah. It's usually bright and early on a Saturday morning, and uh, I'm trying to sleep in because we got MMA that night to cover. But I do – I mean, how do you not watch the Champions League final if you like soccer? And I was going to try to watch it on the road in Vancouver, but now I can watch it with my kid. You know what I mean? So you gotta you got to look at all the bright side of these things. Yeah. Actually, almost uh, Apple TV was offering a deal on the MLS for the rest of the season Free. package. 
T-Mobile did free at the beginning of the year. At the beginning, I I missed out on it. it? Yeah, and I thought about trying to get that. But, yeah, I mean, MLS is great, and it's all that. But, yeah, man, we're talking about uh, the Premier League, Serie A, those big ones over Mm -hmm. there. It's just – it's night and day. But, yeah, you start talking about some of the teams in Italy. You reminisce, right? Reminisce my my time in Italy in the Serie A. Shit, I love that If I remember, you were there when they won the Cup, When they won the World Cup. Wow. It was unreal. It was unreal. It's and it's it's so huge. I literally just right now I just like transported back. Going through, just, yeah, so good. I love that shit. It's such an amazing picture. Well, so, hey, we did. I mean, not, not that we're gonna be the uh, soccer roadshow or the football roadshow, but Leo Messi coming to uh, the U.S. Dude, they're all. I think they all plan to come here. I mean, like, what a great retirement. Easy. Um, I call it retirement. An active retirement. Let's yeah. go play in a league where they could be seventy five percent, and they're gonna be better than 95%, you know, right. it's going to be absolutely sick. Um, yeah, no, dude, it's going to be stud. I expect them all to come. And why not? The, I mean, I'm happy for the MLS and the, the, the credentials and the push that it does to bring these guys yeah. over. And I mean, these guys are, they're legends. If you can get a chance to see them, I'm like, who gets the opportunity to go overseas and watch these guys play. Right. But if you can get to see them, even if it's at the, the waning part of their career, they're still going to be awesome. Absolutely. And it's still going to be fun. I mean, like who wouldn't want to see that sort of stuff. So yeah, I assume all the big guys, are going to come over here I at agree. some point. Yep. You know, why not? I mean, it's America. We're the greatest country in the world. America. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. And for all of our fans overseas, I love your country as well. I'm We're just, just saying. joking. I'm just saying. I'm we, just, saying. we just know the stereotype. We're just having some fun. All right, listen, busy week. So hopefully everybody can watch a little PFL. You can watch a little one championship. You can watch a little UFC as well. Then you can hear all about it on the and a half episode over at patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow. In the meantime, everybody enjoy Tom with your families. Enjoy the weekend, do all the things that you love to do, and thanks for listening.